0: I've written a column for the latest Issues Etc. journal titled Closed Communion, Biblical, Historical, Lutheran, and Loving. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. Nancy Almodovar writes about her journey from the profound doubt produced by her former Calvinist beliefs to the absolute certainty of Lutheran theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. We've heard it from the officials who are tracking the pandemic worldwide and in the United States. We see them in their press conferences every day. They say, look, the models just give us a general idea of where things may go if we do this, that and the other. But models don't predict the future. Don't write this in stone. No one knows exactly what's going to happen, except, of course, Those who consider themselves to be modern-day prophets, they will tell you that they know from God exactly what's going to happen. How often are they wrong? It's a pretty big gamble if you make a prophecy that, say, the pandemic is over and that it's going to be gone soon and it doesn't pan out. Welcome back to Issues cetera. I'm Todd Wilkin. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. We're going to be talking about word, faith, teaching, and prophecy regarding the coronavirus. Pastor Chris Rosebro joins us, pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota, and host of the daily internet talk show called Fighting for the Faith. Chris, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Todd. So how are the televangelists and the prosperity preachers dealing with COVID-19?
1: I would say embarrassingly, I think that's the proper adverb here, They are, I will say this, for the most part, they are true to their theology, which is a false theology. Uh, They believe that they have the ability to hear from God, and they've claimed that they've heard from God. For instance, uh, most notably, a fellow by the name of Sean Bowles, uh, who uh, travels with Bill Johnson back at the end of February? He prophesied and said that the voice of the Lord told him that this would not become the pandemic that everybody fears. Well, he's proven to be a false prophet. it has become a pandemic uh, it's the very thing he said that God said it wouldn't become uh, and then you have all you know like the last segment what we did, you have a bunch of people who are. Speaking faith-filled words into the atmosphere and prophesying, decreeing, declaring that the coronavirus has to obey their voice, Uh, most notably Bill Johnson of, uh, of Bethel Church in Redding, California, back now almost two weeks ago. He, he declared that the coronavirus would not touch the church and would not touch Christians, and that any Christian who had tested positive for COVID-19 would be healed and uh, and uh, and that God would give them healing and, and restoration. Well, that's not panning out either Christians uh, are getting it as a, as a general, You know, as same percentage of people in the population that are Christians are getting it just like everybody else, and they are dying at the same rate as everybody else as well. So that's turned out to be false. So I would say that the coronavirus pandemic is it is an absolutely horrific thing that we are watching, experiencing and living through. If there is a silver lining, if you could even call it that, it has created an opportunity to see the false teachers, the false prophets, the false apostles, and their false theology for what it is, absolutely false, phony baloney. All their claims and touted claims of hearing God's voice, of operating in signs and wonders have all turned out to be utter, well, there's not a kind way to say it, but I would say bovine scatology. It's just nonsense. Give us a brief layman's definition of word faith teaching. So the word of faith teaching comes down, you know, in our time from uh, Kenneth Hagin, and uh, worked uh, uh, traditionally through men like Kenneth Copeland, also Joyce Meyer. In her earlier days, was an advocate and proponent of the word of faith heresy. Joel Osteen and others. And the basic premise behind it is that Christ on the cross atoned not only for our sins, but his atonement also purchased our healing. However, that does not mean that Christians will not experience sickness. So what Christians, in order to experience divine prosperity and health, which they believe are paid for and, and given through the cross, they have to speak those blessings into ex- existence and activate them through their faith-filled words. Kind of put crudely, and it's a slight oversimplification, what you speak into existence is what will come to your future. So if you speak negativity, then you will get negative results and you will not experience divine health and wealth. But if through your faith-filled words you decree and declare and in faith come into an agreement with uh, what God supposedly uh, says about you, then you, that your words like God's words in Genesis 1, will create the future and reality that you are desiring and hoping for.
0: So what are we going to hear first from Kenneth Copeland? He's kind of the current reigning monarch of the Word Faith movement.
1: Yes, he is. And uh, we're going to begin with uh, uh, noon uh, on March 29th. So this is not even a week ago. He is going to speak judgment against the COVID-19 pandemic and i best let him explain it himself
2: we'll exercise judgment right now because we in have, the name of jesus Oh, thank
3: you jesus standing in the office of the prophet of god I execute judgment on you, COVID 19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, oh. Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand In judgment the- on you. I demand, oh. I demand, I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. I call you done. I call you gone. You come down from your place of authority, destroyer. You come down and you crawl on your belly like God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. You will destroy through COVID-19. COVID-19. No more. No more. No more. It. No more. Is. Finished. Finished. It. Is. Over. And the United States of America. Is healed. You, and well. Thank you. Father. Again. Praise. Sayeth.
0: The mighty. Hallelujah. Spirit Glory. All right, Chris. With that, about a minute before we need to take a break, what did we hear there from Kenneth
1: Copeland? We saw, heard him uh, basically behaving as if he's the fourth member of the Trinity, while claiming to be uh, speaking from within the office of a prophet. Uh, he declared that the voice of the Lord was saying that the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic is over; it's finished, and uh, and there's so many things. Wrong with what he said and did that uh, it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of unpack everything there. But that's the gist of it. I mean, this should send shivers down your spine that a man would behave as if he is a deity or a god. I mean, this is... This is uh, the kind of stuff that makes you want to run and duck in case lightning starts to show up because this man is acting as if he's he's a god, which is consistent with his theology, but we'll talk about that on the other side of the break.
0: Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest. We're talking about Word, Faith, Teaching, and the coronavirus. It's our feature this week in Pop Christianity. Chris is host of the daily internet talk show called Fighting for the Faith. We'll hear some more from Word, Faith, Teachers, and again from Kenneth Copeland on the other side. Then we'll play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week.
4: a voice in the wilderness of American evangelicalism. You're listening to Issues Etc.
2: Have you ever wondered if your investments could do more? I mean a whole lot more? This is Rahema Kavuga, Synod Relations Manager of Lutheran Church Extension Fund. When you invest with us, you not only earn a competitive interest rate, but your investment goes to strengthen Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, church workers, congregations, schools, and organizations through low-cost loans and services. To learn more, visit lcef.org backslash invest 101.
4: Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And this addresses his greatest need, and that which is the source of all of our problems, namely sin. So his greatest need was to have his sins forgiven.
3: The desire to use government power to suppress religion is far, far more dangerous than the quote-unquote marriage of faith and government.
4: A pastor needs to tend the flock that is in front of him. He's not called to people who live halfway across the country or around the world.
3: It must have been a very different emotional experience going to worship when you walk past
2: the grave of, of your father or your grandfather or perish the thought that the grave of
3: one of your children.
0: A half hour from now, we'll play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. Those four soundbites will play for you in their entirety after you've heard them, you can call us and vote for one of them to be Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. You could vote in advance at our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash etc. It's this week in Pop Christianity. We're talking about the Word of Faith teaching and the coronavirus predictions. Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest. Chris, why do you say that Copeland was
1: behaving like he's the fourth person of the Trinity? The reason why is because I, I've been doing this as a Christian apologist for uh, several decades now, almost three, and I remember the days when Kenneth Copeland, Joyce Meyer, Paul and Jan Crouch, Kenneth Hagen, Creflo Dollar, and others were openly teaching that, uh, that Christians are little gods. That was a major cornerstone of of the word of faith heresy, that uh, we human beings are little gods. And so I would note this, that Kenneth Copeland has never repented of that doctrine or repudiated it, he's, and he's openly taught it in the past. And so when he's decreeing and declaring and commanding as if he has the authority of God, that smacks of his, uh, his teaching from of old, uh, that we are little gods. So uh, I went back into my my database of sound bites and things that I have from the past because it's been a while since I've heard of Word of Faith heretics speak this way. But I have a collection of sound bites from uh, from the Word of Faith people openly teaching this doctrine. And so we're going to listen in soundbite number two to a, a short montage. We're going to hear Paul and Jan Crouch with, uh, Kenneth Copeland and Gloria Copeland. So the four of them uh, were together when Paul uh, Crouch said these things that we're going to hear him say. We're going to hear Joyce Meyer, and then we're also going to hear Kenneth Copeland. And I think it's an important thing to remind people that this is part of the of the teaching uh, that Kenneth Copeland has always believed, even if he hasn't brought this teaching forward recently. Do you know what else that is settled then tonight? This. Cue and cry and controversy that has been spawned by
4: the devil to try and bring dissension within the body of Christ. That we're gods. I am a little god.
2: Yes. Yes.
4: I have the His name. I'm are.
2: one with Him. I'm in covenant relationship. Yeah. I am a little god. Critics, you are be gone. anything that He is. Yes. You know why do people have such a fit about? God calling his creation, his creation, his man, not his whole creation, but his man, little gods. If he's God, what's he going to call them but the God kind? I mean, if you as a human being have a baby, you call it a human kind. If, if cattle has another cattle, they call it cattle kind. So I mean, what's God supposed to call us? Doesn't the Bible say we're created in his image? When I read in the Bible where he says, I am, I just smile and say, yes, I am too. So what
0: should we make of all that, Chris?
1: Yeah. So this this is the uh, the demons. Uh, this is the devil's temptation of uh, Adam and Eve in the uh, in the garden of Eden. The day you eat of the fruit you will be like God. And the uh, the historic Word of Faith teachers, you know, like Kenneth Copeland and others, have openly in the past taught that we are little gods. And so when we hear Kenneth Copeland decreeing and declaring And commanding the coronavirus to obey his voice and to depart and to be judged and to go away and to be gone forever, he is being consistent with his doctrine and beliefs that we are little gods because he's not behaving like a Christian, he's behaving like a deity. And we'll note that scripture is very clear that we are to bring our prayers and supplications, our requests, to God, and that he is the one who is God and we are his creatures. And so Christians, they are not taught to decree. They are not taught to declare. They are instead taught by Christ to petition God, to make their requests known to God, and then God, in his mercy, answers our prayer. And by behaving the way he's behaving, Kenneth Copeland is behaving like the devil himself. In, in Isaiah 14, you have a picture of the devil. It says, you know, that I will ascend to the Mount of the, uh, uh, the Most High. I will, you know, and he goes on and on. I, 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 I. And In our last soundbite, we heard uh, Kenneth Copeland say, when it says in scriptures, I am, I smile back and say, I am too. That is utter blasphemy. It is satanic devilish, Luciferian blasphemy that he has been speaking, and the fact that the Christian church has not only put up with this man but rewarded him handsomely. He's a billionaire who owns multiple private jets, lives in the, the lap of luxury. Uh, that The fact that he, this man has been rewarded this way for teaching these blasphemies tells you something of the state of affairs within the visible church today. It's miserably, miserably uh, biblically illiterate. So I know that they've toned it down a little bit.
0: Joyce Meyer's Mm -hmm. gone into kind of like more women's ministry and Kenneth Copeland, he's kind of softened these things up a little bit. Joel Osteen speaks this language very fluently, I declare, that's even the title of one of his books, if I recall. Why don't we hear people like Joel Osteen just coming out and saying, this is what I believe. I believe that I am a little God, that I can speak like God does words of faith that
1: create reality the reason is is because when they speak openly like that then people can see them for what they are they these are these are people who are wolves in sheep's clothing and they are deceivers i mean even paul talks about the fact that the devil masquerades as an angel of light and so what happens is when they openly say that you are gods what ends up happening is is you know it's kind of like the Overton window that's that's a statement that people are not prepared to embrace it's a statement that is too far and as a result of it what it does is it lessens their market appeal and limits the number of people that will send them money and so by dialing it back and toning it back without repenting of it they can kind of keep it secretly in the background while all the while still teaching them the, the 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 basic tenets of it and still teaching that people are little gods, but doing so in a way where they come to that conclusion themselves rather than them openly stating it. So that's the reason why they've dialed it back. But they've never repented of it. They still they still hold to that tenet and believe it. The third soundbite is again back to Kenneth Copeland. What should we listen for? So Kenneth Copeland said that he was operating in the office of profit when he uh, declared judgment against the uh, COVID-19 and we're going to go back to uh, the, the, the Voice of Victory uh, program where he gave his 2020 prophecy. So this was him at the beginning of the year reading out uh, what he said the Lord showed him was coming for 2020. And we're just going to apply uh, Deuteronomy 18 to this prophecy.
2: 2020 will be a year of great change wonderful and magnificent changes in the kingdom of God in the earth. Changes that will come because of insights, ideas, and concepts directly from Jesus to his church by his mighty spirit. Excuse me. Glorious concepts of how his laws work. The laws governing increase and financial prosperity. The laws of the Spirit that release miracles and divine healings and manifestation of His Almighty power in the earth. New concepts of His love. His very person, for He is love. Insights into the true power and strength Of his joy. It will be days of political change, great victories, and great defeats. For the spiritual enemies of God and his people shall be crushed. Spirits, not flesh and blood. But there are those on both sides of the political divide who refuse to listen to the Lord Advocate General of the church. Their dreams shall be dashed. Their desires shall be wounded and they shall be room removed from their offices and replaced. Some by the ballot, some by tragedy and some who in despair will quit and go do something else. This is my country, saith the Lord Jesus. It was founded by people who love me for the sole purpose Of their love and desire to worship me and to worship the Almighty God, and I will never forget that. Change, 2020, the year of change and manifested power, saith the Lord. October the 13th, 2019, headed to preach in the Navajo Nation.
0: All right, Chris, kind of the opposite ended up happening.
1: Yeah, because you'll note, it's true that 2020 has been a year of change, for sure, but not the type of change that he prophesied it would be. And as a result of that, now he comes under the scrutiny of the test given to us by God himself in Deuteronomy 18, And I I, I want to read this out in its context so we we understand a few things about Deuteronomy 18. I'm going to start at verse 15. And it says, Yahweh your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you and, and from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, let me not hear again the voice of Yahweh my God or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And Yahweh said to me, they are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him and whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name I myself will require it of him now in this first part we have a clear prophecy by Moses of uh, regarding Jesus Christ and God saying that he will raise up a prophet like Moses and that we must listen to him and that if we do not listen to him God will require that of us and that's a that's a negative thing in fact that would say I would say that's a way of limiting your eternity in a, at least limiting it in a bad way and sending you to hell. So the immediate question comes up, how then do you know what God is speaking and what he isn't speaking? So then starting at verse 20, God says this, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name. So note, the standard is presumption. A prophet who speaks, presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. Now, if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that Yahweh has not spoken, the answer is this, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word the Lord has not spoken, the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. And so you'll know, a presumptive prophet is one who ends up losing his life because the penalty for such in the ancient theocracy of Israel was death. And so you'll note here, here we have an objective, like in the moment, I mean, super fresh prophecy supposedly that Ken Copeland released during the Christmas season last year, claiming that 2020 would look like this. And the emphasis of his prophecy was on political change and positive changes that would take place within the body of christ in signs and wonders and things like that new change positive changes that god was releasing but you're going to note that uh... kenneth copeland for all of his uh... touted ability to hear the voice of god that God did not care to inform him any about anything accurately about what was going to happen in 2020, and sure didn't give him a tip regarding the, uh, the pending coronavirus, which by the time that Kenneth Copeland released his prophecy was already a small raging fire in China at the time. And so you'll note here that he completely failed to see into the future at all, and this shows that this man does not stand in the office of prophet he stands as one of the people who christ warned us against in matthew 24 he is none other than a false prophet somebody who speaks presumptuously words that god did not give him to speak and he is a deceiver and he is utterly powerless so he's bankrupt as a little god he's bankrupt as a prophet of god and he is one that we need to mark and avoid and my prayer is is that the uh, the church because of the pandemic, will come to its senses, and that people will no longer send a dime to Kenneth Copeland, and uh, and may he repent, may God grant him that, but he is, he is a blasphemer of the highest magnitude. Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest on this Friday,
0: April the 3rd. It's our feature This Week in Pop Christianity. We're talking about Word, Faith, Teachers, and the coronavirus. We'll hear a little bit more from a few of them on the other side of the break. I've written a column for the latest Issues Etc. journal titled Closed Communion, Biblical, Historical, Lutheran, and Loving. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. Nancy Almodovar writes about her journey from the profound doubt produced by her former Calvinist beliefs to the absolute certainty of Lutheran theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. Did you know that many LCMS military personnel and their families
4: are unable to receive Word and Sacrament ministry due to the lack of LCMS chaplains? Ministry to the Armed Forces is looking for pastors who will answer the call to serve as a chaplain to provide Word and Sacrament ministry to the men and women who selflessly serve our nation. Find
0: out more about this exciting ministry by contacting me, Chaplain Craig Mueller, at lcmschaps at lcms.org. That is lcmschaps at
4: lcms.org spiritual, and religious. You're listening to Issues Etc. Concordia University Chicago is committed to keeping college affordable for all, and especially for LCMS Lutherans. We have scholarships available specifically for students who are LCMS members. This is Dr. Russell Dawn, president of Concordia Chicago, asking you to encourage your student to check out Concordia Chicago at cuchicago.edu. And if you are interested in supporting these scholarships, please find us online at foundation at cuchicago.edu.
3: Listen to the best of the church's music for the season of Lent at lutheranpublicradio.org. Sacred Music for the Season of Lent. Lutheran Public Radio.org.
0: It's our weekly series This Week in Pop Christianity with Chris Rosebro. Today, Word Faith Teaching and the Coronavirus. I've written an article called Closed Communion. Biblical, historical, Lutheran, and loving for the latest Issues, etc. journal. The journal is online and it's absolutely free. It's easy to subscribe to it. Go to our website, issuesetc.org. There's a red subscription button. Click on that and enter your email address. There you're subscribed. We'll send it to you absolutely free. You can read about closed communion, how it is the historic practice of the church based upon Scripture, and that it is the most loving thing that we can do in communion fellowship. The online issues, etc. Journal,
1: Chris. What are we going to hear
0: finally from our
1: Word Faith teachers? So this next soundbite, you could say, is hot off the press. It's from a, a telecast that uh, Kenneth Copeland aired yesterday, and uh, we're going to be listening to Kenneth Copeland. Who remember? You know, he declared the coronavirus pandemic over on march 29th at noon central and that hasn't panned out and so this is i think a good example of what we call doubling down and so this is from yesterday about almost 24 hours ago and he and uh, george pearson's and some of his other leading men are inside the sanctuary of the church that copeland pastors and they are performing a ritual where they are calling on the south wind and the heat to come and to kill the coronavirus. I I wish I was making this up. This sounds like an occult ritual. Wind.
3: Wind. Wind. Almighty. Almighty. Strong. 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 South wind. South wind. Heat. Heat. Burn this thing.
1: This
3: In the name of Jesus. In the name of saying you bow your knees. Say you, bow your knees. You fall on your face. You fall on your face. COVID nineteen. COVID 19 I'm blue. Oh God. The wind of God! The wit of God! On you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are destroyed forever. And you will never be back. And you will never be back. Thank you, Arkans. Thank you. Let it happen. Let it happen. Cause it to happen. Cause
0: it to happen. Yeah, I think I call that doubling down too.
1: Yeah, that's a clear case of (laughs) doubling down. Which isn't going to bode well for him, you know. I was uh, one of part of my daily routine is looking at the stats that are being uh, published by John Hopkins and looking at some of the uh, websites that analyze the data. And here in the United States, presently, the rate of doubling of corona uh, coronavirus cases is doubling at roughly a rate of uh, every three days. So uh, waking up this morning, we were at a quarter of a million uh, it, people who've tested positive for the coronavirus, which means that most of those have not recovered yet because they've just been identified as having the virus. Which means that by Monday or Tuesday, at the, if we're go, continuing at the rate we're going, we're going to hit half a million by Monday or Tuesday and potentially hit a million uh, by the end of next uh, week or early into the weekend of next week if we continue at the growth rate we've been going. And uh, and aside from a miracle of God, that this is just statistically what's going to happen. And, uh, and for Kenneth Copeland, to do what he is doing, shows his theology to be completely empty. And I hate to say it, you know, when he at that point said, you know, uh, he, he blew the wind of the Holy Spirit and this in his lackeys blew on it as well, it went, whatever. I mean, it, he, he, he is coming across like, for lack of a better way of putting it, a theologically tone-deaf buffoon and And people are mocking the God of Christianity as a result of this. And my prayer is is that people will wake up and see this for what it is, and call this man to repent and to no longer support him. it's It's just an absolute mess. And he's giving people uh, false hopes. And it, it, if somebody acts on this theology, they think, well, Ken Copeland is a prophet of God, and uh, he he has declared the end of the coronavirus. Rather than staying in their houses or you know going outside with a mask on, they're going to behave as if there is no longer a threat, which means that he's endangering people with this theology and risking their lives uh, for this delusion uh, that he's holding on to, which isn't even biblical. So the real danger of all of this is that people believe it and as a result of it, engage in behavior that puts them at greater risk of getting COVID-19. So I, I got a couple of questions before we wrap this up, Chris, because
0: I think this is one of those instances, and I agree with you, This, if there's a silver lining, it's that these false teachers are exposed to the general public. But at the same time, I'm sure they see it as a great opportunity. People are filled with fear. They want any kind of hope that they can grasp on. People are grasping it straws and engaging in wishful thinking all over the place and you know this is a time for him to shine it doesn't really matter whether or not covid goes away or not because there are people who out of fear will send him money so he continues to blow the wind of god against the coronavirus i'm I'm, i think he's going to clean up to tell you the truth when it comes to you know people giving him money just out of fear talk about why it is that kind of theology cannot say all right this thing's going to run its course. Let's all buckle down and help one another and love one another. It has to react the way that Copeland is.
1: Yeah, reacting. no, I think you're right. It does, because he's he's being consistent with his belief that he's a little God. He's being consistent with the belief that he hear he hears the voice of God. He also is consistent in his belief that God is not the one who sends pandemics. But the reality is that Scripture says very clearly that God is the one who who sends pestilence and diseases. This is an act of God's judgment. And so he, in his theology, thinks that this is coming from the devil, so therefore he's cursing it, rather than repenting, which is what the the message of, of COVID-19 is for all of us. And I th- find it quite appropriate that COVID-19 is coming and hitting its stride in the pandemic in the United States during Lent, because this is a, a season for us to repent. But I I would say this, is because of his inability to rightly understand God's Word, he's creating false hope which will dash that hope against the rocks and and prove to be powerless. But I would come back to, uh, you know, we're on the three-year series at uh, Kongsvinger. I would come back to the Gospel text from this past Sunday. And Jesus in John 11 says to Mary that anyone who believes in me, even though he die, yet shall he live and anyone who believes in me will never die and he says this to mary and then asks this question do you believe this and and the reality is is that we've got the best theology ever and we've got true hope because christ has conquered death Christ has risen from the grave, and we who have been baptized have already died. We have been baptized into Christ's death and his resurrection, so all of us who are baptized into Christ already have death marked off on our bucket list. It's done. Death no longer has a sting for we who are in Christ. As a result of that whether or not covid-19 takes your physical body who cares you know we can die well we who are in christ because christ has not promised us prosperity or health Or wealth or any of this nonsense in this life. He has promised us eternal life in the presence of Christ in a world without end, and as a result of it our hope is not here, our hope is in the world to come, and our hope is in the One who is to come because He is the resurrection. And he proved it definitively by raising himself from the dead. Where Copeland is failing and failing badly at any ability to decree and declare any kind of reality Christ has already accomplished through his victorious death and resurrection. And so... Anybody who is trusting in Copeland, their hope is their faith is misplaced, and the God that he believes in is not the God of Scripture, and he is shown now to be the powerless one that he truly is, and rather than joining the saints in the world to come, Copeland, because of his blasphemies, is risking spending eternity in the lake of fire because he has deceived people and he has ingratiated himself on people's money through this false doctrine, and so... My plea to him would be to repent. Show, wake up. You are a human being. You are not a God. You need to repent, and you need to be forgiven because there is mercy in Christ, even for these blasphemies.
0: With about a minute here, Chris, why, given his theology, can he not say, we trust Christ no matter what happens to us. We have the hope and the certainty of the resurrection. This is the hope. Don't put your hope anyplace else. Why can't he say that?
1: Because he has a multi-decade long track record of teaching that that Christ has bled and died so that you can be prosperous and healthy in this life, and he has physically said that he will live until he's 120 years old. And so he's at the top of a Ponzi scheme, a theological Ponzi scheme, and if he were to speak the truth of Scripture and speak those words that you just said, then the whole Ponzi scheme would come tumbling down, and he would go from being a billionaire to being penniless. What kind of false teaching will
0: you be vaccinating your listeners from on Fighting for the Faith tonight?
1: We're doing a historical study on the leaders of the Pentecostal movement from Azusa Street as well as current NAR types to prove that there's no such thing as a continuationist. All the historic Pentecostals were restorationists who believed that the uh, this, uh, the gifts of the Spirit ceased about the second or the third century. So this idea of continuationism versus cessationism that they put forward is a total historical canard. Listen to Chris
0: Roseborough and Fighting for the Faith in about a half hour at 5 Central at piratechristian.com. Piratechristian.com. Pastor Chris Roseborough is pastor of Consvinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota, and host of the daily internet talk show called Fighting for the Faith. Chris, thanks. Thank you. When we come back, it's time to play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. We've got four soundbites, one from Pastor Peter Bender, Jesus Forgives the Sins of the Paralytic, one from Mark Hemingway, Are Evangelicals to Blame for the COVID-19 Crisis? Soundbite number three, Dr. Ken Sherba, Warning about Pastors and Online Church Services, and Soundbite number four, Dr. Carl Truman, What Have We Forgotten About Death?
4: There are nearly 20 million college students in the United States. 40% will stop going to church during college. 50% will never return. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is seeking to meet this challenge through LCMSU. Why? Because 100% of college students matter to God and to His church. College is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. LCMSU. Check us out at lcms.org slash lcmsu.
0: Remember when education was about the fundamental skills of reading, writing, and arithmetic, and about reading great literature and studying history to give our kids a model for what it is to be a good person? Memoria Press's Classical Christian Curriculum offers that very model for your homeschool. Get $5 off your next order by using the coupon code LPR20. For more information, go to memoriapress.com. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time.
1: Relevant worship isn't about trying to look and act like the rest of the world to appeal to the culture around us, but relevant worship is about Christ. Hope Lutheran Church of Birmingham brings you truly relevant
4: worship, where sinners gather to hear God's word and receive his gifts of forgiveness and peace. Visit us online at hopebham.org, that's hope hopebham.org,
1: or give us a call at 205-956-1930. We'll see you Sunday.
4: The world around us raises all sorts of reasons why Christ could not have risen from the dead. The April issue of the Lutheran Witness discusses how we can, in fact, know that Christ rose from the dead. Adam Francisco answers resurrection objections. Kirk Clayton explains how the Bible proves Christ's resurrection. And there's so much more. Here, Lutherans have an opportunity. For a world focused on fear of death and COVID-19, we can point them to the resurrected Christ. To learn more about this, visit cph.org slash witness to subscribe today. The Lutheran Witness, interpreting the world from a Lutheran perspective. cph.org slash witness. Sanctifying your exercise
0: routine with the Word of God. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. Congregational Sponsor. Augsburg Lutheran, Shawnee, Kansas, Concordia Lutheran, Wilmington, Delaware, Grace Lutheran, Clarksville, Tennessee, Emmanuel Lutheran, Appleton, Minnesota, Messiah Lutheran, Marysville, Washington, Our Savior Lutheran, Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, Redeemer Lutheran, Marshalltown, Iowa, St. John Lutheran, Racine, Wisconsin, St. Paul Lutheran, Milford Center, Ohio, and Trinity Lutheran, Savannah, Georgia. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click support, donate, and print the one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the radio, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.